You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Thursday, 2nd of February. Amazon and Alphabet results out later today. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, I'm going to be chatting with uh, Lon Robin Cabela. I want to talk on that uh, really strong BidCorp update. But man, I don't know, that stock. That stock's not cheap. But anyway, the market loved the update. Uh, Surface Bartenhorst for Momentum Securities, investment case for Coronation, uh, certainly looking cheap on almost all multiples. And then Kian Nanyana, uh, independent analyst, his picks for 2023, his call for the, the last year, 22, was energy. And I just had a chance the ETF is up about 30% in a year when much was down 30%. What's he looking for this year? This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. Sanreal awards nearly 7 billion rand in contracts for N2 Wild Coast and N11 highways. Road infrastructure projects a welcome boost for SA's beleaguered construction industry. Uh, Robex, particularly Robex. CNBC, Federal Reserve raises rates a quarter percentage, a quarter percent as widely expected. Fed chair in the news conference said the economy's disinflationary process had started, but he added to be sure it's premature to declare victory against inflation. Short answer, probably a couple more small increases. Morning markets. Um, markets love the, the Fed update. US was green, S&P up 1.1%, NASDAQ up 2.2%. Asia's green with Sydney and Tokyo up 0.2%. Commodities mixed, but the big mover gold, 1,968. Brent a little weaker at 83.49. Platinum, $1,016 an ounce. Palladium, 1,660. Rand, 17.07. Bitcoin, 23,810 cent up 0.4% in Hong Kong and top 40 opening call by 280 points to the green. That's a 0.4%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Lenoir Bangkabela, uh, Perpetua Investment Managers, Lon Robert, appreciate the early morning. The bid call update. I mean, we actually got an update in November from them, which looked quite good. Nonetheless, the market really liked this. Heps looking at 43 to 49% higher, stock up some 10%. This obviously for H2. A really strong update, but a stock that even on a forward PE of maybe what, around 2021, great update, but not a cheap stock. Your, your take on Bidcorp. Hi, uh, hi, morning, Simon, and um, and yes, you're right. They actually um, did come out with a, um, a quite a strong um, statement in November um, earlier, um, and actually, you know what what they confirmed in this trading statement was that that positive momentum has continued. So we've kind of been joking that there's a lot of revenge COVID spending, um, particularly mm-hmm. in, in you know in, in their sector. Um, so they're definitely enjoying that. I mean, I would have thought that actually with you know inflation where it is and you know, particularly in Europe, you know, that you would have seen some pressure on consumer spending. But, um, yeah, that hasn't been the case. And and they're actually growing faster um, than the market, so, so gaining market share um, as well. I mean, I think what they actually mentioned in, in that um, November statement was that their margins had improved, mm-hmm. um, which, again, is quite commendable in a high inflation environment, you know, because they tend to renegotiate with clients um, with a bit of a lag. 
you know, so that so probably guides to future margin increases when when they readjust um, their pricing. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I mean, it's definitely uh, I think uh, uh, I mean a very strong number, well above um, pre-COVID um, levels. Um, so I think pre-COVID they earned like you know seven odd rand, and now they, you know, touching ten rand. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I mean, for on on the valuation, you know, I've also, you know, my sense over time has been that the, the valuation is quite rich, especially, you know, when you compare with the markets trading, you know, and, and other opportunities that are available. Um, it's not to say that you know, Bitcorp's not executing. They are. Mm. Um, it's just that, yeah, it's just the the the, um, the relative. That's a great point. I mean, this is great management. Your point around margins, absolutely. I mean, you know, expanding margins in this type of environment. No one's dismissing the quality of the management in the company. We might just be a little side-eyed squint at the at, at the valuation. I mean, and, and that's often the case. Great business, but maybe the valuation uh, a, a little rich, and, and that's certainly the Bitcorp story. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, the one, perhaps the one. You know, if, um, the, maybe two things we'd have to watch mm. out for is that if they continue to see this margin accretion, then obviously the, you know, the valuation then doesn't look um, as mm. rich as it does on face value. And I think the second element is that they, you know, they are um, they keep buying kind of smaller players, um, you know, probably paying lower multiples and then integrating those businesses as oh. well. So that kind of continues to drive the growth. You know, so I think as long as they don't overpay. Um, you know, and and there's still some integration benefits. Then you know they they can keep that flywheel um, going. I take your point on that absolutely. And 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 yeah, as those margins, I mean, if if they continue to expand them, I mean, heck, if they can just hold them, things are looking good. Lauren Makabela, uh, portfolio manager, Perpetua. Appreciate the early morning time. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Sitting now with our service partner, host portfolio manager at Momentum Securities. So, so appreciate the early morning time. Coronation, uh, in a note you put out uh, last week, your one of your uh, stock picks. It's certainly a stock I've been watching. Technically, it's it's looking interesting if it can sort of get through the thirty-six round. But I mean, th- there's a there's a compelling valuation story here as well uh, as as markets look strong and as potentially uh, they start to maybe get some inflows. But even without the inflows. It is a cheap-looking stock. What uh, PE around ten, dividend yield equally around ten. Uh, yes, Simon. Good morning. So we definitely feel that coronation at these levels is consolidating. It's uh, underperformed, or its share price has underperformed. And as you say, the possibility of equity markets hopefully returning in the second half of this year, um, they are looking to to hopefully have a, a much larger AUM base. Uh, if you look at at the assets under management for um, coronation, I mean, 70% is in the equity market. So hopefully if we get a bump there, it will definitely definitely help them from a valuation perspective as well. 
And that that's one of the points. I mean, if, if markets were up, I mean, you know, I don't know, let's say 15% this year, you kind of expect, and I take your point, 70% equity, they've got some other assets there. But if we keep it really simple, markets up 15%, we can expect headline earnings up around the same. And of course, they pay most of that headline earnings a, as dividends. So then a bump to dividend as well. Exactly that. So, um, I mean, there's, there's the story of, of capital return. And as you say, uh, they're, they're in such a positive cash flow position that they're paying out most of their earnings. So we're seeing uh, conservatively at these levels a dividend mm-hmm. of 10%. So a bump might even lead to, to higher dividends and that's so definitely uh, some, some great return prospects. And, and and the kicker for them, and, and we haven't even mentioned that part, of course, is that if, if markets are 15% and their funds can outperform, then suddenly they get performance fees. And, and that really is you know, an unknown in many senses. But if that comes through, uh, a, a huge potential kicker, which can which can have a, a, a fairly serious impact on, on, on positive impact on the earnings. Exactly like you said. So, uh, so all our valuations are, are based just on, on uh, normal projections. And mm-hmm. any kicker like that uh, will just bump the, the return. So uh, a very big positive as well. You've mentioned OM, they put a statement out for the 2023 uh, full year OM number, it was about $602 billion. Looking at the chart on their website, they've kind of gone sideways in OM since, since 2014. That, to a degree, mirrors the, the local market. I suppose it's also just a factor of size. When you, when you get to $600 billion, growth gets hard. I mean, it, it, some of their funds, they've, they've apparently at times closed to new money. Yeah, so as you say, so, I mean, if you're a smaller fund manager, uh, for you to get inflows uh, coming from off a low base, it, it looks um, a great percentage increases. But as soon as you get as big as coronation, um, growth is difficult. But, uh, yeah, once again, the, the prospect of, of a better equity market, especially in the second half of this year, as we're, um, as we're seeing interest rates slowing and probably expecting a cut lately in the year, uh, they are definitely one of the guys that, uh, that will benefit from that. Yeah, they are in a sense, and we said at the top of the interview, and you mentioned there again now, I mean, they are almost a, a, a play on, on, on markets. Uh, we've started strong this year. We had uh, the Fed uh, doing a quarter percent yesterday, but I've got to say, listening to, to Jerome Powell, he was kind of saying, you know what, we're, we're kind of winning against inflation. I mean, he wasn't brave enough to say we have won, and I respect mm. that from him, but, but there is a, an, a sense of positivity around markets compared to, frankly, the horror show of, of, of last year. Yeah, definitely so. So, I mean, if you just look at the tra- trajectory um, from a 75 oh. basis point uh, aggressive hike mm. uh, until a 25 now, we'll probably see one more hike and then uh, the, the, um, the possibility is there that the hikes will stop for a while. So um, rates will stay higher for longer just to make sure that inflation is definitely um, beaten. But uh, after that, we'll definitely um, start to see cuts. I mean, the... Um, just the expenditure or the interest on the expenditure of the uh, American balance sheet of the Fed balance sheet is quite high. So it's not something they can continue to do uh, forever. They need to cut in the second half of this year. Mm -hmm. And once we'll see that 
we'll see a lot of the money that was parked in bonds and in cash ah. that will flow back to the market, which will obviously have a big inflow in, in, in equities. That's a great point. That's, that, that, that money is going to need to find a home somewhere. Uh, a, a last question. Uh, do, do you have a target price on, on Coronation, or, or is that not your style so much at, at Momentum Securities? No, definitely. So, at, so I think conservatively, uh, our target price is around 44 rand per share. And then obviously you need to take into consideration, um, as you mentioned, the kicker of performance fees if something happens and then mm-hmm. a dividend yield of 10%. Uh, so it, it, it gives you a, a decent return prospect. Yeah, uh, what, that 25-odd percent from here? And Correct. And you're getting paid a, a fairly chunky dividend in the process. We'll leave it at that. Really appreciate the time. Service Bardenhorst, Portfolio Manager, Momentum Securities, bullish on coronation. And i got to say, I like the look of that chart. Uh, 36 rand, close above that in the weekly chart gets me very, very interested. And that is our poll today on LinkedIn and Twitter. What's your take on coronation? Uh, watching and waiting, which is what I'm doing. Perhaps not for you. Uh, perhaps very much so and you've already got some have your vote have your say LinkedIn and Twitter hear that nothing your money can do more when it blocks out the noise as hard as it is these days when you invest in the Stanler Balanced Cautious Fund we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation beating returns through market cycles invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Chatting now with uh, Kian Nyanyana. He he was he was one of there were a couple of folks too last year who said you know what this is the year of energy and that before the Ukraine war which is what now almost there was what 24 Feb was when that broke out um, and and my best reference for keeping an eye on energy is uh, ETF in the US its uh, code is XLE it is an energy ETF. And it was up about 33% last year. Again, in a year where uh, not much was green, that one was very green. Okay, morning. Appreciate the early morning time as always. Uh, we loved your energy call for last year, so no pressure. Uh, where are you looking this year? Is it still an energy story or, or, or perhaps are you are you shifting focus um, as, as kind of the interest rate and, and inflation landscape is changing? Uh, you know, Simon, I think thematic investing over the past three years since 2020 has shown itself to 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 be to be an alpha generator for for portfolios, and uh, I think that's the theme that's going to continue, and I think the theme this year will be China, mm-hmm. and uh, let me tell you why. Looking at the MSCI uh, broader Asia Pacific ex Japan, it was up about 11.1% in January, the mm-hmm. ETF. And continuously, continuously looking at what has been driving global stock markets in the last 90 days of, of 2022, you started to see that the commodity prices were still pushing quite, quite rightly stronger and China starting to recover. And I think in the first month of the year, you will see st- a slight sell-off in, China, in Chinese-related stocks. But I, I, I think the theme will continue into 2023. And I like your point there around thematic. And, and that was very much the, the, the point you made last year as well. Um, and, and certainly we talked on some individual stocks. Renogen was, was one of them. I know that's a favor of, of you and I. Uh, but, but it is the theme. And it, it, it kind of, in some ways, is maybe harder. You've got to pick the theme. In some ways, it's then kind of easier because once you've identified the theme, uh, there's ETFs. I mean, you can pick on, on the local exchange. There's a couple from, I think, Signia and, and, and Satrix. Of course, if you head over to New York or somewhere, there'll be dozens of them. And, and you, 
can kind of pick the ETF and, and just ride the wave from that. Uh, yes, I, I think that's the easiest way to go and and, and explore your theme without understanding mm. the broader the broader stock market. And uh, and I think when you start going into stock specific stock specific uh, things that you like, it then becomes a lot more confusing. But there's still <laughs> a broader range of stocks across the world, from the US to Europe to even in Asia specific, that you can explore this theme with. Yeah, I mean, and of course, one of them is, is Tencent, which we get on the JSC via NASPAS and Process, which lifts out our top 40 uh, already. And, and the China story, I mean, we saw uh, post the, the, the elective conference when Xi Jinping got his, his third term, uh, very, very aggressively moved away from, from uh, the, the zero COVID uh, policy. That obviously resulted in rampant COVID in uh, China, and even by Chinese accounts, uh, uh, quite a, a number of deaths there. But it does say that they're, they're kind of beginning be back we're going to start some gdp growth coming through xi jinping has kind of you know waved his big stick back in 21 and and scared everyone the sense is that's kind of behind us and and, and china is now looking forward and 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 looking for some growth imf certainly saying that they're going to be back and growing next year so this year and that that's True. Well, I think one thing we did we do realize about China is that once the, the, the once Xi Jinping takes a decision, he kind of runs with it. And I think right now, in, in into the last quarter of 2022, one thing we we started to realize is the fact that the Chinese economy was ailing, and it really it and and because of a global job marketplace and very tight labor market, he starts to you start to see the non-competitiveness of China if they are not working. And I think it's it's starting to affect the economy and it's something that the Communist Party is quite aware of, that the economy does not take on any more headwinds, that they are going to allow the economy to open up. Yeah, and you make a great point there, and it's what I always remind folks. China is essentially a command economy. When Xi Jinping says, we're going to do X, this isn't like President Ramaphosa or Biden uh, or, or the PM in the UK. It kind of happens. I mean, it, it, it's going to move forward. It might be bumpy and it might be painful, but, but, but don't, don't underestimate the ability of Xi Jinping to say, this is how it will happen. And and I think that 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 is very true, Simon. And I think it, it is what's going to be driving the market this year. Yeah, uh, I just pulled up the IMF for China for for last year. They're looking three percent GDP uh, for this year, twenty twenty three. They're looking for five point two percent, and then five four point five in twenty twenty four. They are, I think, very bullish. I mean, in South Africa, they're look, expecting us to do one point two this year. Uh, Reserve Bank says zero point three. We shall see. Kenyon Yana, I really appreciate the time. Independent analyst. Last year was energy. This year, he's talking China. <laughs> That's it for today. Yesterday we were chatting with Nathalie Kievert from PPS Investments. Tax benefits available when investing for retirement. You've got both in the RA slash Reg 28. You've also got the tax-free saving. The one key point that she that she did mention, and a bunch of folks came back to me about it, is that if you put more money than the RA allows, that 350000 or 27.5%, whichever is smaller, you can roll that benefit into future years, not just next year, year after, five years, 10 years. You don't lose it. We asked you if you were maximizing your tax benefits this year. Half said, uh, yeah, budget is tight. You're trying, but it's really tight. 40% said, yep, absolutely, you do, and you do so every year. The rest were saying, hey, we already retired. I suppose those are the real winners. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. 
Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the Money Web website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobohle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for the early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Skullclo, the Fear Index. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.